show, Five Shark Fam. I'm AJ, and this is Michael. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and Atlanta United's preseason is almost done. There's just one more match, and we'll talk about that uh, and all that it entails later in the episode. But uh, yeah, we'll get into the match review against uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. But uh, before we do all that, much love to our Patreon members uh, and uh, definitely some special love to uh, Gavin, Jordan, Niall, Andrew Wicky, and Chris James. Uh, and yeah, definitely Michael has a new kit on. And uh, definitely, if you have not noticed, you should notice there are there's something coming down the line along with that that will be quite interesting. But uh, yeah, definitely for you guys, uh, you know we uh, we love you all. We definitely would like to see you in the Patreon. So get in there, help us out. Uh, we can only do this uh, for free for so long. You know what I mean, guys. So help your brothers out so uh anyway so let's get into the match review against the tampa bay rowdies uh they're a usl side of course but we beat them 2-0 for our first clean sheet of the preseason and uh yeah it was was an early one i mean uh as kind of they have all been but uh yeah this one was a regular 90 minute game which uh you know definitely is Kind of a good thing. The other ones were a little bit of a long watch, which is, you know, who's complaining? More LA United, but uh, it is definitely, uh, you know, I think the intensity kind of tapers off a little bit sometimes. But uh, there is, though, I think in this uh, preseason, a kind of, uh, I would say, a theme of where the teams, maybe they're directed by us to play us tough because every team has been extremely physical and <laughs> they are leaving nothing on the pitch it's uh you know no matter who's on there it's getting feisty but uh yeah that uh, that starting 11 for uh Gonzalo Pineda started off with Josh Cohen at goalkeeper Caleb Wiley returned Derek Williams, who's been impressing at left center back. Stian Gregerson, he uh, also returned for a little bit of a, a minutes break, but uh, or from a little bit of a minutes break, uh, a little minutes management. Uh, Brooks Lennon got the captain's armband. Bartosz Slish uh, saw another start in there in midfield along with Muyamba. And Nick Firmino uh, persisted as that attacking midfielder. Saba, Silva... On the wings, and Jamal Tiare persisted at striker, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we we look strong, but uh, you know, do you have any uh, takeaways from this match, Michael? Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you can't take that much away from preseason matches in general. Um, however, you know, we did get a clean sheet. That's nice to see. Um, I think we seem to be improving slightly every game that's also good to see um i mean we should have beat this team they aren't really a team they were mostly trialists that's there's no cohesion there there's no chemistry amongst those players um but like you said earlier i mean it's kind of the old adage that 
Um, whenever someone plays Atlanta United, it's like their World Cup final. You know, this Rowdy's team came on the field and they got stuck in. They put everything out there. And of course, it's because, you know, A, they're trialists. So, of course, they're trying to, you know, fight for a job. And B, every USL team seems to have a chip on their shoulder and they try as hard as they can when they're playing against MLS competition. And it's definitely us. Um, and it seems to be that was the case again with the Rowdies. And I mean, we saw what happened with Memphis and Memphis in the past as well. So, you know, they play us hard. It's to be expected. And it's, I mean, it's a good way to get prepared and ready for the season because we will be played hard by some hard teams. So it'll be good. It's good. I'm happy that it happened. It's just obnoxious when um, you're like, why are we struggling? It's a USL team. But luckily we didn't struggle too much. We beat the Rowdies pretty convincingly. There was a few nervy moments. Um, Cohen had to make some saves, but you know, nothing too crazy. It was almost a repeat of the, the previous game, um, where uh, a guy got a ball. I think actually the, not the previous game, but the Memphis game, uh, they almost scored early, like in the first like three minutes or something like that. Just like Memphis did from, from with a long range kick, like outside the box. Um, luckily it did not go in. <laughs> that would have been a tough way to start the game um much like it was a tough game against memphis but we ended up winning that one 2-0 um fairly convincingly we saw some of the same issues that we had all season long all preseason long so far in that teams pretty much just crowd the middle and try and choke us down the the wings and hope for the best and we have been able to punish teams who have been doing this to us so our wing play is alive and well and it's dangerous and that's good obviously because if we do hit a lot of mid blocks, which we probably will in the season. Um, we'll have avenues to attack them through. And then hopefully with Tiago and the addition of Yorgos, we'll be able to cut through the middle more often. You know, with, with you know, I'm assuming Sleese and Mayumba will be able to assist in that more often um, versus the midfields that we've had in the past. So hopefully, you know, if we are forced to go down the wings, we will be capable of hurting the other team. And if we can find a way through the middle, um, our star players can take advantage of that as well. It it looks good when we're forced to play the way the other team wants us to play. We can still hurt them. That's always a good sign. Um, it always seems like we have a tool in the toolbox for whatever kind of scenario. Um, hopefully we will find ways to break down you know teams that go into low blocks because i think eventually teams will start respecting us more the more dangerous we get move their block down lower and you know apparently from what we've heard you know stian gregerson uh, mayumba a lot of these other players who came in when asked about the playing style the teams they came from and the way they want to play here and yorgos specifically as well when his time at celtic these guys are low block dismantling experts so hopefully if that ends up being the case which i hope that is because that would mean that Atlanta united's back and we're more dangerous than ever then these guys can unlock those types of defenses and we're not just sitting there watching us you know hidden crosses and you know praying and hoping something goes in um and we end up you know not scoring even though we have all the possession and 100 shots on you know, in the direction of the goal, but we still end up either losing because the other team scored in the first minute of the game or some nonsense, and we just can't end up scoring or it ends like 0-0 or something like that. I don't want to see any of those this year. Uh, I don't expect us to. Um, and, you know, like I said, you can't really take a lot from preseason, but so far, 
it's we're dangerous on the wing so at the very least there's that yeah and uh yeah well said i mean it's it's definitely uh, something that we're working on this preseason is uh, yeah, being able to dismantle those little blocks uh, that we're going to face a lot, uh, and um, especially on the road as well. If we are able to, able to impose ourselves, well, uh, yeah, that's something that uh, we definitely need to be able to solve. And though I am uh, curious how we are able to maybe do that, uh, maybe from the run of play or maybe not only the run of play but uh you know from set pieces from throw-ins from uh dead ball situations that basically we need to capitalize on and uh i'm not sure i've seen too much of that in variance yet but uh at least in terms of this match um you know we were able to score from the run of play and i think that definitely uh is very encouraging especially our second goal very good team goal for sure, but uh, before we got there, um, yeah, the the minutes uh, management again though uh, with Gregerson, Noah Cobb, the 18-year-old came in, and boy, he's been having a really great preseason. He uh, he was actually I think a standout performer in this one, where he looked very composed, way be like advanced beyond his years for sure, uh, and he seems like a player that will see a lot of minutes. Uh, you know, if uh, if we need somebody to come in, uh, yeah, we're not gonna be shy to use him. So that's gonna be really, really great and a nice feature, I think, throughout this season. And uh, as well, uh, Wiley, you know, just coming back from the injury a little bit, uh, Ronald Hernandez, he came in uh, in that first half as well. So uh, yeah, I mean, but we uh, we were able to finally break the deadlock. Uh, it was the 53rd minute, and yeah, uh, good poacher's goal from Firmino. Uh, yeah, it was basically a cross that bounced inside the box. Tiare and Tristan Muyamba, they both got some touches, and Firmino, he was able to wait there patiently before he was able to make uh, a turn on the ball in the box, and yeah, it was uh, yeah definitely well-slotted. And Firmino also having a really, really solid preseason where it looks like, uh, you know, he could be, uh, you know, kind of that second striker that, uh, you know, can be the understudy for Thiago Almada, like we were mentioning uh, when he finally got that first team contract uh, in that offseason, in our, our offseason. And uh, yeah, I mean, Firmino, like uh, me, maybe a little bit more of a kind of that all-action midfielder, but, uh, I mean, definitely provides a different dynamic to Thiago Almada, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he knows how to find that back of the nets, that final ball, and if he can do it in MLS, that's going to be really huge, and, you know, I think uh, maybe he won't have the, you know, absolute ball-playing ability that Thiago Almada brings, but just as that different dynamic, you know, it's a... Uh, it's all against USL side so far, though. I mean, yeah, CF uh, Montreal, we also played against them. But, you know, it's uh, it's something that you want to see it against top sides. That's how we can, you know, fully, uh, I think, evaluate him as a player. But, uh, you know, definitely a really great goal. And uh, that's what you want to see, those, uh, those goal-scoring instincts. But, uh, yeah, anything to, to say about that first goal? 
Yeah, the goal from Firmino, like, it, it's not indicative of anything special in terms of our team, unfortunately. I mean, it was good on Nick, like you're pointing out, of course, uh, having the instinct to find the ball and, and to score. Uh, but I mean, that came off of a mistake from you, the from um, from the Rowdies. They weren't able to clear it and basically put it right on Nick's foot. So, um, you know, that was a gift. And luckily, Nick's the kind of guy who can take advantage of that. So that's really good to know. I don't think a lot of top MLS sides are making that mistake. So that's, you know, take that for what it is. I think that the, the other goal, the team goal, though, that's something that can be replicated. That's yes. something that indicates, you know, a system that's working here. And that right. was very good to see. Yeah, and we'll talk about this right now. Uh, so basically, Shauna Silva uh, from our half uh, was able to uh, start the play with uh, some defending, and he was charging up the fields, and uh, essentially he was able to find Firmino, who was able to find a switch to Saba, and uh, Saba streaking down on the right side. He was able to put in a high cross to the back post, in which Jamal Tiare was able to head it home with some emphatic uh, aplomb, I would say. But uh, yeah, basically, Tiare able to get that goal, and uh, all four attackers are able to combine on this goal. And, uh, you know, that's just something that uh, you love to see, you want to see more of. But uh, yeah, you know, all four involved, that is, I think. Uh, gonna build that confidence for this team uh, knowing that they can break down a, a team from open play and uh, you know finish it off clinically uh, that's uh, that's a good sign and especially without Thiago Amada without Yorgos Yakomakis uh, that's yeah that's what we need and uh, that's the dancing rhythm Mayumba's talking about yeah indeed indeed and so uh, you know that uh, that that's that's the things those are the things that in this preseason that uh you know we want to see we can build on and that's absolutely it um yeah after that uh the 72nd second minutes uh Pineda he pulled most of the starters almost full line change uh where Abram came in Dax McCarty Matias Gallardo who is looking really good uh I mean he would have thought yeah right a Gallardo it's uh yeah you know he's living up to his uh, his namesake. It's definitely uh, he he was running a good bit of the game there uh, in the you know last few minutes there. Uh, Ashton Gordon as well, uh, who you know he's the new kid. He's about to get that uh, that new contract at the end of the season. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know he and Yorgos Yakamakis uh, seen talking together uh, at the end of the previous match, where yeah I mean the the veteran imparting a bunch of wisdom to the young kid and uh that, that's what you love to see for sure but uh yeah and as well i mean uh yeah that, that second team uh looks to be i think uh, a team that can uh yeah i think really i think be the uh you know maybe the cup team in a sense where if we need that okay yeah you know there's some players that uh that can really help us and especially you know, when uh, we have all these competitions and in which, as well, the U.S. Open Cup still under the, still under the kosh of like, okay, is it going to happen or not? We have no idea. But uh, yeah, so for MLS sides, 
it may happen, but it definitely, at the the very least, somebody representative of uh, the clubs of MLS will be playing in the USO, uh, not U- U.S. Open Cup. So, uh, yeah, I, I suggest the front office. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> they do have those uh, those staff games, and uh, yeah. that would be hilarious. Garth Lagerway back in goal. Oh yeah, I mean. He, uh, you know, I, I reckon he still has the, uh, the, uh, I guess, length to be able to, to do that. So who knows if he has the, the reaction time still, but we'll find out. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, it, this continues LA United's undefeated preseason. The biggest test will be against SKC this weekend. Unfortunately, it will not be uh, viewable for anybody. Uh, it will be behind closed doors and will not have uh, any video on it. So, uh, you know, it will be where there's a block party for LA United and there's a kit reveal. But, uh, yeah, you know, the last game will not be able to be seen. So, cool. You know, we'll uh, we'll discuss a little bit more on that later. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the news then. And, uh, yeah, so... Thiago Amada in Argentina, they've qualified for Paris in 2024 for the Olympics. And so congrats to Amada. He's been the captain for Javier Mascherano's side. And uh, yeah, the U23 Argentina side. Yeah, I mean, they've uh, they had a skirt a little bit. They uh, it was it was tight. They yeah, that match. It was do or die. They basically could qualify or not qualify. And they luckily qualified. And that does mean Thiago Amato will probably miss uh, a number of games, probably, uh, in the summer. Uh, well, the, the price of Thiago goes up, though. It does. So, you know, hopefully we can uh, ride that wave. And in his steed, we have, uh, you know, we have a good spell, hopefully. But, yeah. Any, uh, any other thoughts on that? No, just that's good. Good to see. I mean, it's like part of part of me is like, oh, I wish we could have him for like League's Cup and things like that. But like, you know, it is what it is. So yep. that's what yep. happens when you have really good players. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it probably means, yeah, League's Cup is going to be some difficult ride, but we'll see. Um, yeah. And that's to maybe even expect that he's still on the team then. So we don't know. We have no idea. But, uh, yeah, in terms of uh, the media and uh, Caleb Wiley talking with the press, uh, Caleb Wiley, he mentioned that uh, last year uh, he was still continuing to grow into his body. uh, And uh, he said, quote, I've continued to grow into my body as a player and as a person. I feel like last year was a pretty big year for me that I was able to learn so much. I got tons of experience with Allen United and at the team level, at the national team level. That's only been a confidence booster. I'll apply that to this season and look to do everything that I did last year, but better. And I love that. I mean, he uh, obviously uh, kind of, in a way, with Andrew Gutman, uh, you know, being traded, he, uh, yeah, he got that, uh, you know, pretty much starting berth at uh, left back and uh, was able to be the guy that uh, we relied on. Uh, down the, the stretch, and it's, uh, I mean, he, I think, defended arguably more reliably than Gutman 
Uh, and, you know, we all know what he can do going forward. Like, his pace, uh, his finishing ability. I mean, it's just uh, something that's really, really great for an 18-year-old. And, I mean, you know, it's uh, he's a player that definitely did get some interest from uh, some other teams. But, yeah, uh, I think Emily United and Caleb Wiley... I think they understand that uh, it's basically, you know, he's got he's got a really good, I think, situation here where, you know, he's starting, he's, uh, you know, learning how to play the game uh, against some really top professionals. And, you know, he's going to be playing against uh, the likes of Lionel Messi, uh, you know, on that left side. So, you know, there's not too much better of a uh, kind of learning learning uh, experience than that really but um, yeah Wiley he also mentioned that Atlanta United lost focus throughout the 2023 season and ended up being punished Uh, he says the team needs to go into each match match with a winning mentality regardless of the opponents and expecting to win Uh, and saying quote everyone on this team is up for this challenge so yeah Caleb Wiley seems to have his head screwed on straight and especially uh, against uh, anybody that's older than him, which is pretty much everybody. But, uh, you know, in the games, he does not back down. You know, like, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be, you know, a wily veteran, no pun intended. And uh, he he doesn't give a crap. Like, he, he will push you back. He will fight you until the final whistle. And I'm loving that. Like, wily... Uh, is a little bit of a of a spirit animal for me. I I will be kind of feisty on the pitch too. So you know, he uh, I like it. I like it. But anyway, uh, yeah. Any, any thoughts on Wiley's comments? Uh, just that, like you know, I, I of all the player, not of all the players, but he's definitely one of the players I have really no concerns about. You know, I'm I think he's like you said, he's got his head screwed on straight. Everything seems like. He's trending and heading in the right direction. You know, in terms of the problems that Lane United has had in the past, I don't think he is part of them or has been a part of them. Um, I always thought he was a bright spot, and I think he continues to be. And so I'm super happy he's here and going to stay here for at least a little bit longer um, because who knows what this kid's ceiling is. Um, it It could continue to grow. So I'm hoping we're looking at the next Alfonso Davies. I know it's probably a little bit crazy but you know one can hope that that's who we're looking at <laughs> yeah i mean alfonso davies uh, that's ooh, that's a, a high barometer for sure because uh davies obviously you know, at the end of his time with the white caps he was starting at right wing and scoring a bunch of goals for them i'm not sure we'll see caleb wiley do that but if he goes to a top side uh in europe I mean, that just puts uh, Atlanta more on the map, and uh, that can't be a bad thing. So, but, uh, but yeah, and so uh, moving on from that, uh, yes, Miles Robinson, he spoke to the media and uh, he said something interesting that I think a lot of people uh, were already uh, aware of, maybe, but uh, yeah. He kind of solidified that, and he said that uh, getting to play more games on grass was a factor, 
uh, in his decision to sign with Cincinnati. And uh, he says most players would prefer to play on grass. That's super interesting. But, uh, you know, like I think that Achilles injury for him really, I think, changed his mind on some things. Uh, really got him introspective. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a pretty big pivotal moment in his life where he missed out on a World Cup because of an injury that happened on turf. I don't blame him. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, you know, Robinson, it's, uh, it's sad to see you go, but it also is, uh, you know, seeing that it is definitely, like, fascinating that you're... You're talking about it. He was probably asked about it. And, uh, you know, uh, ultimately, um, you know, I think we have a, a really good player in uh, Steon Gregerson and uh, Noah Cobb uh, that, uh, that can, I think, maybe replace some pr- production. So, you know, definitely uh, wish him the best at FC Cincy. Uh, some uh, ancillary news, but also big in his life probably. Josh Cohen is having a baby. Uh, congrats to the Coens. That's uh, fantastic. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't uh, you know affect uh, the you know his place in the team too much. I think it shouldn't, but you know he uh, he should be the starting keeper. But uh, you know we have Braggerzan, uh, you know as uh, as the other guy. That's uh, you know if uh, if there are some moments that's you know. There's not really paternity leave in MLS, is there? <laughs> so, it's uh, it's at that point, you know, he's just uh, gonna have to power through, which uh, Michael's a dad, and you know, you can speak all about how uh, <laughs> that is. It's a it's a partnership. It's a it's a whole thing. Like you know, there's a lot to do. There's a lot of sleepless nights, and uh, you know, hopefully Josh Cohen can can get that proper rest that he will need because but uh but yeah uh moving on from that Dax McCarty he uh he outed a teammate that's probably needs some outing because this okay I'm gonna I'm gonna not uh editorialize first I'll just uh say what happened and uh the tweet basically read I have a teammate who shall not be named who adds butter to his coffee. He says, I can't criticize it until I try it, but I don't want my breakfast to end up on the table. So let's just ask the masses, is this okay behavior or does he need to be taken straight to jail? So butter in coffee. Uh, So many questions. But uh, first off, uh, what's your thought on butter in coffee? Well, I had no idea that people did this until I looked it up. Apparently, it's like a nutritional life hack type thing uh, that some athletes and uh, people who are really interested in, you know, like marathon running and other things like that will do um, as like a breakfast substitute of sorts. Apparently, it is incredibly high yield of energy throughout the day. Um, I don't like I personally wouldn't be doing this type of thing, but it is a it is a thing in the athletics world um i don't know if it's a common thing uh so it may even be strange within the athletic world but you know they're you know athletes are strange people they can do some strange stuff have their superstitions and their rituals and they think this works over that thing but you know 
I'm curious to wanting, I know, I want to know who th did this, who thinks this is a good idea, um, and kind of hear their reasoning why. There's this, you know, bulletproof coffee thing that uh, some people cite that's like, you know, the, uh, the, the athlete's um, breakfast or something like that. I guess it's not Wheaties anymore, it's uh, bulletproof coffee, so um, palatably, I feel like I wouldn't enjoy this, but to be fair to the drinker of this thing, of this libation, the, 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 you know, they took a picture at it at its worst time because essentially you're supposed to let the butter dissolve so it's not still in its form before you drink it and it creates kind of like a creamy like heavy cream type of beverage similar to just having coffee with heavy cream which is that is not strange at all so you know it basically is that and then you drink it like that and it's fine uh, according to what people say but when it just you see the two pads resting on top and then you imagine drink like that just does not sit well with me so that's yeah. probably why you've got a lot of revulsion from people and uh you know orders and decrees to have being sent to jail so um but you know I, again like we said athletes have their peculiarities their idiosyncrasies and so they it would if it works it works so i'm not gonna knock them for it kind of like what dax is saying you know gotta try it first i don't know if i'm going to try it i'm not an athlete on that level so <laughs> Yeah, yep. that's uh, it's a, it's definitely strange. Um, yep. So I'd be interested to see who it is and what their justification is for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I just I'm not in love with butter, um, and I know uh, you guys can lock me up for uh, for that if uh, you want to. But uh, you know, saying that in the South, of course. But uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like, I like it in things. You know, I like it. Um, you know, I, I love me a fl flaky baked good. Like that's just that's just good. That's just good food. But uh, you know, when you have to like really see it and really like, it's just on a level of uh, who's th who's that uh, southern uh, chef that uh, you know she always puts a ton of butter and everything, uh, and she. You know, oh my god she definitely got some uh what was it it wasn't cancer but it was uh yeah you know it was it was bad um but yeah you just, just look that up for me while i uh yeah it's, the it's but yeah essentially though uh who i Paula think Dean. it that's, right. Dean, that's it yeah. but you know who i think it might be though i mean you know the, the french really love butter as well and you know there's some uh, people that have been playing in france that are on our team and you know, uh, maybe it's uh, the likes of a uh, Tristan Muyamba or Shonda Silva or Jamal Tiare, who uh, you know, they're at least the the first two are a little eccentric, probably. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was them. Uh, maybe it's a Norwegian. They also love uh, you know some of those uh, those type of foods. You know, uh, so maybe it's Theon Gregerson. But, uh, you know, my Dax guess is please. Uh, yeah, it could be Bartosz Lice as well. Yeah, Polish food, definitely, uh, you know, high in butter in that content too. So, you know, it could be anybody, it could be a number of people. Well, but, uh, I think the balance <laughs> of probability isn't that it could be anybody because yeah. 
if this is something that had been has been going on at the club for a while now, mm. I feel like this would have come out sooner. I think and this I is a new arrival. That. I see that, but it's also Dax McCarty is a new arrival. So he putting it out there, like he's noticing it for the first time, and nobody else maybe had the the uh, the gall to out them on Twitter. <laughs> so you know, who knows? You might be right too. I don't. I have no idea. But uh, definitely, uh, it's all sorts of gross, and uh, you know, I just it's just not something that I could get behind. But uh, you know, if if it works, it works. So we'll just uh, we'll move on. But uh, yeah. So uh, on to a former player, Amar Sadich. He officially signed with Nashville SC. Uh, of course, he spent the last, uh, I believe, three years with Atlanta United. And so, uh, yeah, best of luck to him there. Uh, LA United 2, they announced their uh, regular season schedule this week. And there will be 28 matches, uh, 14 home contests, of course. And, uh, yeah, you know, last season, uh, you know, Steve Cook, uh, the head coach, he was able to lead them to an 11-17 to record in 2023. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely best of luck to the twos. I think they will probably have as strong of a, uh, side as any year because yeah, these guys, a lot of them, um, during this preseason have shown a good bit where, yeah, you know, some of these, uh, fringe first teamers will see a lot of minutes and that should help, uh, develop them as well, uh, at the twos. So Best of luck to them. Uh, as well, some shouts out to our uh, sister pod on the network, Five Takes on the Five Stripes. They put out a uh, part two of their supporters group special. Uh, this uh, episode contains Jason Wells from Terminus Legion and Kevin Kinley and Mark Nipfer from The Faction, uh, our supporters groups, and definitely check that out. Uh, not only on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but uh, yeah, wherever you get your pods. So, uh, moving on from that, uh, the kit reveal. It is here, February 17th. And uh, yeah, it's going to be at Pullman Yards. There was uh, a quick little like text thing that you had to add yourself on to get, uh, you know, kind of part of uh kind of the uh i guess announcements and all that and be able to get tickets yeah it was for season ticket holders but uh essentially um i'll I'll go on a little personal anecdote here Uh, i was 175th in line uh and i ended up not getting tickets uh i basically tried four times throughout the friday night that they put it out it was uh like 7 p.m which, uh, yeah, you know, let's just think about it. Your whole, uh, you know, basically office, I assume, is shut down at 7 p.m. So any sort of technical support, non-existent. And basically, uh, you know, I try to get back in, and they said the uh, event doesn't exist. And I'll, it bears repeating. I was 175th in line, and there's, yeah, now 
There's the kit reveal and, uh, you know, Pullman Yards. Fairly large menu. Yes, uh, it's limited and all that, but, uh, and there's, you know, limited parking, but, you know, there's, uh, it's pretty walkable. There's, uh, I would say, I reckon at least, you know, maybe like three to 5,000 people can actually fit in that venue. But, uh, you know, ultimately, I'm pissed. I'm absolutely pissed. Because, yeah, as a season ticket holder for eight years, to not be able to get tickets to the kit reveal when I'm in line, that's absurd. Absolutely absurd. And even if I messaged the team on an email or uh, called a customer service, nothing would have helped. They're not open. <laughs> so, you know, riddle me this. Like, how, how, how is this growing the game? Like, you know, to your most fervent fans. Because, absolutely, I'm not the only person that it happened to. Uh, I was talking to other people. It happened to them as well. I think, Michael, you tried, right? Yeah. And it's just, uh, at this point, you know, with uh, not only this, but also the last match of the preseason can't be seen. And I think, you know, there have been other matches and all that uh, in other previous preseasons that, you know, have been uh, kind of shut out to the media and, you know, shut out to the video and to the fans. But this is the match before the actual season starts. How is this growing the game? I ask again. Because at this point, you know, you're you're trying to drive interest, uh, you know, for the actual season and the week before the actual season starts people can't even watch the game like uh, uh, okay you also have Lionel Messi in the league okay and yes he's been playing in Hong Kong and other areas and all that but uh yeah essentially not only that like Lionel Messi is in the league and I feel like the resources that uh you know are I think obviously being brought in from the you know to the league where is it being used because on a very basic level you have the schedule you have the schedule that Atlanta United put put out we have we've had in the previous years the stanza and other things that are apps that uh, you know allow fans to uh, see the schedule on uh, you know on their actual phone and uh, on their emails and their calendars, uh, which is fantastic, but apparently the answer to that, uh, you know, not being there this season was that oh, the company went out of business. MLS is a multi-million, maybe billion-dollar league. You're telling me you can't put <laughs> forth in action for your fans an app. That can get them the games so that they know when the games are happening. Are you kidding me? So not only that, but it's the preseason games. It's like, okay, so you're expecting the casual fan to lock in those preseason games into their phone. You're you're delusional. (laughs) Because for even me, you and I. I would say we're 
as fervent as it gets as fans. It's difficult for us to lock it in. Yes, yeah, there was the fought mob thing, and you know, it's it worked for some people, it worked didn't work for some other people. But you're expecting us to lock in every single game into our calendar. You're crazy. Like it, it, it's just there's too many hurdles right now, and yeah, like I, I'm going on a rant right now because I'm pissed. <laughs> like basically, a lot of a lot of casual fans have dropped off on the team. Twitter on Twitter, Atlanta United was the first team to get to one million Twitter followers. That was four or five years ago. Now they're at 996 or something. Like, it's been dropping off for a long time. And the mediocrity, like, that that's what's driving it. So, you know, while there's a lot of fans that, uh, you know, uh, and me as well, I'm positive on this season. But the league and the team has to help itself. And right now, you guys are shooting yourselves in the foot immensely. And that's that's really what it is. Because at this point, on a level of where you know fans can actually see the game easily, okay, it's a little easier on Apple TV, but there's still a lot of things that look they raise the prices. What do we what more do we get? What what on Apple TV am I paying for? Tell me. Like you guys can clip this, please send it to the league. Send it to everybody that is MLS or Apple TV. I want to know. What more are we getting? Messi's in the league. Great. Why are we paying more for it? I don't... I'm not watching Inter-Miami. I'm not here to watch Lionel Messi. So, yeah. While it's fantastic that he's in the league and all that, what are we getting more? Anyway. Uh... (laughs) That's, uh, I mean, do you have any thoughts? I mean, it's, I know I went on a pretty long rant there, but. Yeah, I mean, I I agree mostly with what you're saying. Um, I don't think we have seen a lot of the trickle-down benefits to the clubs that we're expecting when you have such a massive player like Messi coming to your league and the windfall of money that comes with that. Um, Maybe, you know, this is like, something that is more coming down the pipe um but you would hope that in a year with all the valuations and the amount of money they got in the regular season and you know in the league's cup and other things that they would be able to have enough you know liquid money to be able to reinvest in some things in the league that you can then see for the start of the next season which we may still see going in to be fair uh production value paying better 
uh, you know, for the commentators or, you know, their staff and things like that. Like, that would be fine. That would be good to see. Paying the players more would be nice, but I don't think that's really going to happen at the time. Um, like, I, I would like to see more. Here are the results of, you know, the league reinvesting in, in, in itself to grow itself. Um, instead of what I am worried about is essentially owners and you know the, the franchisees essentially of MLS pocketing the extra money and going okay cool I'm gonna go put it somewhere else instead of back into the league which I mean I don't have any evidence one way or the other that anything like that is happening but like it would make me sad if that were the case um, I just wish there was more obvious objective uh, pieces of evidence where I can point to and say this is because they're reinvesting a lot of that money that came in from last year. And hopefully a lot did come in. I'd expect there to be. Everyone kind of expected there to be. So, you know, I'm assuming there is. So hopefully we will see some stuff. I mean, it's it just, it just uh, to AJ's point, it is a little weird to have, like, you know, it feels like, you know, my, my high school's, you know, um, closed circuit you know um feed to their high school soccer games on weekends when we're watching preseason games um it just feels strange that like this is the league that we're in like, i get that it's all put together on our own um you know it's it, it isn't like funded by i guess the the league itself it's uh, the, our team is rich enough we should be able to get some high quality stuff i mean i'm glad we have jason commentating it um, Jason Longshore, but it's like the. F I mean, I remember for what was it? I think it was the the Montreal game, or yeah, like the feet just kept going in and out. Like, what what is that? It's it's just weird. It's weird to me. Um, and then you know having technical difficulties with your app and with getting tickets and things for things where you want people to be excited for and want to go to. It's and then they can't. It yeah, it's like shooting yourself in your foot. So, yeah, I agree with those points. Um, it's it's difficult. It's difficult when you're such a rich club and the league is supposed to be having a lot more money in it, a lot more eyes. You'd think that people would care to make it look more appealing and look higher quality product. Um, but I just, I just don't see that. I mean, I get it. Like Miami, of course, is. They went to all their preseason, you know, trip tour uh, destinations and stuff. But... No one else got that kind of stuff, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> ultimately, um, you know, there's I think a lot that uh, the league is leaving to be desired, and we want to see the change. Like we're we're invested in this league, clearly, but you know, I think you're driven by the casual fans, ultimately, and. When the casual fan drops off, you have your uh, fanatics, your you know, your fervent fans who, basically, yeah, you know, they look like crazies, <laughs> and which is fine, but ultimately, to bring you to the next level, you have to gain more fans, not drop off more fans because your product is inferior, and basically as well. Uh, Comparing this to like F1 and NFL, who are really great at, you know, basically the storylines that they're able to uh, 
kind of weave throughout a season. And for Atlanta United, for, you know, it, like NFL, they're wearing helmets. For, for these soccer players, they're not wearing helmets. You can see their faces. Like, the very fact of that, like F1, they're also wearing helmets. Like, <laughs> these, that, that factor is, I think, huge in that so many of the players, most of the, the casual fan, or even, you know, some of the more, I guess, uh, fans that follow it on a pretty regular basis, they still don't know who those players are. I've got friends that have season tickets and they don't know who half the players are. Like, it's it's absurd. And it needs to change. And, frankly, there's a bunch of ideas, I think, that, uh, you know, I think not only, you know, people that I know, but that I have, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a wherewithal if they want to spend the money, if they want to invest in themselves. And I don't know. I don't know if this league does. I don't know if this league wants to do that. And doesn't want to invest in new DP slots, that's for sure. And that's that yep. should have been number one. Yeah, but... exactly. And so that's those are things that further the league, and uh, you know, up the quality. And it's where a lot of fans were left just disgusted after that new CBA. They're just like, that's it. Nothing really changed it's just yeah it's not good enough and we want to see a change I mean it's just yeah we're not the only fans that are are saying this but uh, we might damn well be the you know maybe some of the people that are actually vocalizing it on a platform and you know what it's it's been about damn time and so yeah like it's like I, I'm probably even just months late to actually been vocalizing this, but yep. Anyway, guys, <laughs> appreciate you guys listening to the uh, to the rant. Uh, you know, it is definitely yeah. Let us know what you guys think in the comments below. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the episode, except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is an even bigger question. What do you think Atlanta United's identity is? Because, yeah, we have Gonzalo Pineda at the helm. We have Carlos Bocanegra, uh, you know, pulling the strings. Garth Lagerway as the CEO. But what are we trying to achieve in this city? In the sports zeitgeist? In the space of where there's a lot of attention on a lot of things. But what is Atlanta United trying to do? Let us know. Let us know what you guys think in the comments below. And we really look forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Michael, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.